0: so i was thinking that with the inherent characteristics and abilities that the two of us have i really do think we'd make great detectives in like 80s miami or like 80s los angeles you know? right no so,
1: i've always wanted to be a detective mm-hmm. solving crimes
0: yeah sometimes by the book sometimes not
1: yeah like a good cop bad cop
0: Kinda, of, but I was thinking like in terms of buddy cop, I thought we were gonna go for like the the sort of like generic trope where like one of us is old and jaded, they've been on the force a long time. Yeah. And their partner recently died tragically. Oh no. Pursuing a case. And now you're angry and alcoholic drunk. You beat your wife. Kick cats.
1: Kick cats.
0: Not kick cats, kick cats. Plant cocaine cocaine to get a bonus at the end of the month yeah (laughs) right and then one of us is a bright-eyed new out of the academy
1: idealistic uh,
0: idealistic officer yeah okay you angered the top oh someone angered the top brass Uh and now has this lame dweeb of an officer made their partner and they don't enjoy it
1: and at some point, you know the case is gonna get too deep, and we're gonna realize like the top brass is in bed with the the criminal mafia, and they're gonna say, "Turn in your gun and badge," and you'll say, "You son of a bitch! I'm gonna get you for this, if it's the last thing I do." Then you slam your badge on the table, mm-hmm. and you say, "Private, tell me, we're out of here." Uh,
0: they don't have privates in uh. Don't they? Police academies now. Oh. It's a military term.
1: What is the term? Just officer. Officer. Come with me. We yeah. storm out of there.
0: Yeah, so I was thinking, um, my name. Well, we'll do, let's go over your name first. Sure. We can talk about this.
1: Yeah, so I'm Sergeant. Sergeant's a term, right? Is that that counts? Yeah, it counts. Okay, I'm Sergeant Buster Nuts.
0: So first <laughs> name, last name. What's first name, last name? Buster,
1: first name, last name, mm-hmm. Nuts. Um, Sergeant Buster Nuts, because I'm always busting nuts of criminals.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you're also racist. That was, that was one of our character tropes we had going there. Cause I don't, <laughs> in addition to being I don't know about an that. officer, I, I think I really wanted to keep my My racial identities Indian. Yeah. So as was me Indian. But the only name I could think of was uh, Jack Offerson. Yeah, Jack Offerson. So even though my name's Jack Offerson, I am still Indian. Just making that very clear. So we have. Uh, we have. Uh, fucking.
1: I, I am Buster Nuts.
0: There's Buster Nuts, and then there's Jack Offerson put together as a team to solve the mayor's missing daughter.
1: Nuts and Offerson?
0: Nuts and Offerson.
1: They're like Starsky notch but it's Nuts and Offerson. Yeah. Good cop, bad cop? hmm Good cop, like the mid-cop?
0: Tag the tagline will be like a... Can it, wait, can it be Christmas time? In, of course. In, in like Miami? Cause then like you'll, Die Hard. You'll be like a nutcracker.
1: Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's yeah.
0: To... It, it, it actually doesn't like play into the plot all that much that it's Christmas, but they just have that because on the poster they want to make... They have, like a promo thing of you like, breaking nuts in your mouth. This kid is like Corporal busting Nut. It's
1: me busting Nuts. Or
0: Sergeant busting Nut. I'm crunching
1: nuts in my mouth.
0: Yeah, and no, I'm just Jack Offerson, <laughs> new, new of the Academy. Yeah. Ready to rumble
1: doesn't realize it's a the dirty streets of miami mm-hmm. can't be cleaned up by one man alone
0: yeah and i have to learn that some things you just gotta let go because i um we'll, we'll play this so I um okay i'm gonna be following you to your first case and then you're doing things not quite by the book yeah this.
1: so you interject you're like <clears throat> okay ser- ser-
0: ser- sergeant Sergeant Nuts. Uh, Sergeant Nuts. Um, where we where are we going? How are you gonna find the mayor like this?
1: We're trying to find the mayor. Mayor's
0: daughter. <laughs>
1: Wait, what? Are we... Remind me again, Private. No, Officer. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? I'm old and senile. I drink in the morning.
0: I, I told you, you can't drink. It's gonna deaden your senses. We're we're going to we're going around the streets to go find. Find if your informants know anything.
1: We're going to go rough up.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to rough a man up. We're going to
1: rough up the dog the dog cage fighter.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know me, Jack Offerson. I'm really good at ruffling feathers. Yeah,
1: we're going to go <laughs> beat up the dog cage fight ringleader to get information about where the, the mayor's daughter is.
0: Dog, dog cage ring fighting? That's illegal!
1: Yeah, but they... I, <laughs> Yeah, I put my dog in there.
0: You you put your own dog in this dog fighting? Yeah, I've been You're bre- supposed to be a police officer, damn it. I've been breeding
1: dogs for fifteen years. <laughs> just to Does that make the perfect super animal?
0: Uh this is, how, this is the first time I've heard of this. <laughs> I I should go report you right now.
1: I'll put a bullet in your head.
0: <laughs> You wouldn't do that, truly. We're <laughs> partners. I tell you, partners. And hey, what do you think
1: happened to the last one?
0: Uh, he died in mm. died in the line of duty, defending so protecting <laughs> you from a bullet <laughs> by uh yeah, Jones Carvaggio.
1: That's the story. That <laughs> Who the fuck is Jones Carvaggio?
0: Uh, you're missing. As as an office police officer, a sergeant, I'm very disappointed. You don't know, famed gangster, mobster, triad member, Jones Carvaggio. Oh, Joey? <laughs> good old Joey Carvaggio. Joey
1: Carvaggio, my good buddy.
0: Your good buddy. He's killed 14 cops and kicked 30 dogs. <laughs> it's more than 14. <laughs> <Yeah. Duh>. <laughs> <laughs> That's ominous. Yeah, so we're not we're not a great duo, are we? We're not great detectives, but here's the thing: we we'd rise to the occasion. Yeah, occasion.
1: because like then, what what's what what makes old Buster nuts his ways?
0: Uh, instead of following in my family name to save you, I break my personal code. Oh, and yeah, and go off the book to protect you. Okay, I know that I. I like let the guy with the mayor's daughter go to save your life.
1: Oh, I'm like, oh, this guy's is a good kid. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. Okay, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, what makes you f- that? I'm assuming that makes you respect me. Yeah, but seeing as the track the track record of um Buster nuts, um he, he I don't think that really click with you. You know, we have to kick fourteen dogs.
1: No, I, it was kick 30 dogs. Kick
0: 30 dogs. What I, was the I I okay, so to save your life, I instead of like saving the mayor's daughter, yeah, I yeah. have to kick 30 dogs out of the way. We're we're at like a puppy breeding pen. Yeah. And I have to like wade through these dogs, I like, kick my way through.
1: You're like kicking dogs left and right. Yeah, to to get to you to save you. It's like a really convoluted saw trap.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say we should we should have a bit in in the in in like the show slash real situation if it ever happens to us, where like one of us is about to get dropped into a pig pen. I remember reading like years back that like pigs eat everything. Yeah,
1: like the pig murderer in uh the Chicago World Fair,
0: and that was the thing. He would like that was feed you, his victims.
1: It? In like 1912? Yeah. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. He would like feed his victims to his pigs or something and they'd be like no trace because the pigs would eat every last bone or whatever.
0: I, I think I heard they don't eat teeth. No, they do eat teeth. There's something they don't eat. Clothes? No, they eat clothes. What? It might have been teeth that they don't eat.
1: How would they know?
0: It's just too dense for them to bite through.
1: Oh. So um, it passes through him, or like they still eat him, or what
0: was it? Probably name? they eat him, but it just passes through him. the Corn. <laughs> <laughs> you shitting corn Yeah. A cow. Uh, we're we're sorry. We're nine minutes in. We haven't um. Oh,
1: welcome back, everybody, to episode nineteen of the Mostly Mediocre podcast. Uh, special thing today. I don't know if you can tell. This we are in the same room, first time ever. You know, uh-huh. uh, on the podcast, it's big for us. Mm-hmm. It's helping with the. It's helping with the. Uh, the bits, the energy's high. Mm-hmm. You know, we can make eye contact.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Henry right now. Looking is directly at him. Is he's ruining my bed that I made. The sheets have come out of under the mattress. What are you talking about. I'm angry. All right. I'm hangry. <laughs> we had pizza before. We had this. Pizza. Sorry.
1: Yeah. We got a nice pizza. Pronto pizza. Yeah. Um, cheese, onion, tomato, mushroom.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Garlic dipping sauce. Okay. I had a Coke Zero. I unfortunately had. Uh, Crush?
1: Yeah. Soda? a spineless bastard who
0: actually does like soda, apparently? No, I don't. I just said when I was young I drank Crush when I had soda. I wouldn't say it's great, but I'm just saying that I did consume it. Hmm. But yeah, no. Um, We figured out how to plug both our mics into my computer. Very convoluted. Yeah, that's a... It's
1: like a software for a software, which we'll put into another software mm-hmm. to put onto to another To make software. your
0: hardware.
1: Hardware. Microsoft. Uh,
0: Jack Offerton. Jack
1: Offerton. What are you doing? You have your phone.
0: I'm not on my phone. You're in the middle of a podcast. No, I'm not. You can't prove it. You can't see that on Zoom.
1: Um... You have any Joker moments lately?
0: Uh, Joker moments. Yeah. Yeah, so I was going to campus health because I have an infected knee. Yeah. I can actually take the band aid off and show you right oh, now. Oh, yeah? It, it's fine now. Let me get this ASMR what Color is it? Band-Aid oh, yeah, get,
1: get that right. I'll be quiet. Oh, yeah, rip, rip it right off. Rip it right off. Oh, I think picked up. Oh, that's sickening.
0: Ooh. It's sickening. We'll oh, that's sickening. Oh, that sound.
1: To All right, here. You Like this? You like this? Oh, is it like? Ooh, gross. Yeah. It's like that weird pale pink color. Yeah, you
0: gotta like leave it. Sorry. Gotta air that out. You I know? gotta like get it open in the air now. Like uh, I so th- I was moving back into my house here at university, and that morning I was biking. And I hit a rock. I was like right, right next to near the curb, and I hit like a rock, and it like turned my wheel to the side. So it was close to the curb. It immediately like caught on the curb, and I just flipped over.
1: Oh, you scraped your knee?
0: Yeah, I just scraped my knee. So I, I did what more people do. I like cut, cleaned it, like put a bandit on it, call it a day. Um, it was pretty. It was fine for the first few days. I thought it was it's bent. It's a like scab. It's healing. So I opened it to the air, and I'm just chilling. And then like on like Friday, like last today's like what? thursday yeah so last friday i looked down at my knee, like this looks like kind of green it's like green and i'm like okay i don't think the scabs supposed to be green it's like spinach green for (laughs) reference yeah so i um i go google i'm like okay infected scabs i'm like infected scabs would be yellow and i'm like this isn't yellow so I just, like, move on. Don't don't think about it. So you think because it's
1: green it's like, and it's not yellow, you're like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Because it's it, not yellow.
0: Yeah, it's not, it's not yellow. Sweet. There's no pus. So, so what was it? So then I go about my way, and then, like, I remember, like, the next day I had showered, and then, like, I kind of like shower. I'm like, Ugh. it looks, for the reference, like, since, like, Friday, my throat's been, like, super, super dry. Like, no matter how much water I drink, I'm dry. I just feel kind of, like, tired. And I'm like, I wonder what could be doing this. I don't know, cause I don't, I don't have, any, I haven't left my house, right? I have not really been meeting anyone, so I was like, it's not COVID. So, and then I'm like, it could be my knee, but my knee's green. It's not yellow. It can't be infected. But then I remember I got out of the shower, and I like, look, I looked at my knee, and like this was kind of bad. Mm. So eventually, I sent a photo to my dad. Dad used to be a doctor in India, wherever and stuff, clinical researcher now. And then he, I'm like, okay, I was this looking? He's like. Yeah, looks really bad. Damn. So that—that's how I got my infect, knee infected. What? Eventually, the green scab thing, like after I had, like shower, like went away, and it was kind of like nasty looking for a while. It was like kind of bad, and I, I got photos for Henry. Um, I've been taking photos over the next few days because I couldn't go to campus health. Um, over the weekend. Yeah. I, I trust. Trust me. This is gonna lead into the um the story like Joker whole thing. moment.
1: Um, yeah, let me see these pictures. Let me see this knee.
0: That's on the, the Saturday. Oh,
1: that's foul. That's oh, the look, at it. it's peeling Did off into the bandaid there. That? Look at that. What is that? Oh, I don't know. Gross.
0: It's out of there. Oh. This one was bad. Oh. And that's uh,
1: Jeez. today. Jeez, that's rough. Yeah, I haven't had a bad, uh. I haven't really had any injuries recently. Yeah.
0: Because, like, think. for me, like, I, I go by, like, the caveman model. Yeah. If I get sick, obviously, if it's a serious thing, I'll take it seriously. But, like, if I have a cough and they don't really take medicine, I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. I clean like, yeah. my wound, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll chill. Here's the yeah. thing, I'm really clumsy, I injured a lot. Pretty good pain tolerance as well. So even though, like, when my use like, hurt a little, I'm like, yeah, it's just, like, mm, it's a little ache, it's fine. So I just, like, let my body sort itself out. But then on Monday, I'm like, okay, I'll go to Campus Health, let them see it, because it's not really getting better, and I get there, my appointment's at two, 3 p.m.,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I have class at 3.30, I, I call in the morning, I'm like, oh yeah, that's more than enough time to get your appointment done. Just infected me, those are clean to take a look at it, blah, 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 blah. So I, I get there 10 minutes early, 2.50, 2. I check in at Campus Health, I'm waiting there, I'm like, check, I'm on my phone, so I like know what time it is, and I'm like... I'm sitting there, and then, like, it's 3, I'm like, okay, no one's really calling me. And then the nurse comes in calls, like, some other guy, like, Justin's name.
1: Who the fuck is Justin?
0: And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I'm like, maybe he was the appointment before me. They were, like, running late, so they called him. hmm Like, late? And I'm waiting there. No one's called. It's getting, like, 3.05, and I, like, look over at the receptionist. The reception is like, oh. She, like, realizes, like, oh, shit, they haven't called him. So she, like, took, brings the nurse in and like, okay, yeah, yeah, um, you gotta, like, get this guy in. And then the, the nurse looks at me. It's like okay, yeah, sure. She's like okay, not not a lot lo- not a lot longer. We'll call you in just real quick. I'm waiting there for another like 25 minutes. It's like three p three thirty now. I gotta go to class. And the nurse finally comes out. and's like okay, I'm sorry. We Dr. McCauley's had back to back appointments. Um, we haven't like we weren't able to get you in, which is really bad. And she she has the gall to say, um. I don't, she was like, talking to a receptionist at this point, not, not to me. And she's like, yeah, I like came in at, th- I like came out here in the waiting room in three and like called out his name and they didn't answer. So I called the next guy's name to get him in. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was sitting there. I, I, you didn't call my name at all. A lie. That was a, a bold faced lie. Both the receptionist. And then she said it to me again after. They were
1: in on it. They're both in on
0: it. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Um, and then she comes back and she's like talking about more stuff. It's like, yeah, so, um, she tells me, so we can't fit you in right now, but you could wait here in the waiting room until we close. And if mm. we get an opening, we can fit you in there. Just, we don't know when.
1: Just awful.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so you can't just like fit me in now? Like just move the other guy later. Like, no, we can't. I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. And then I'm leaving. I, like, they book a movie reporting on the Wednesday. And the thing that just gave me a Joker moment is she's like... Not even her like trying to pin the blame on me. It's her saying, yeah, you're infected me. It's pretty bad. You should really you should really get that stuff checked out. She, she hasn't seen it. It's like in a band-aid. But she's just saying like, yeah, infected me. You should take him seriously, get him checked out. I'm like, what? You're the fucking reason I can't get it checked out. Yeah. That was my Joker moment. That's great. Cr- that's like... There was also the time where I was like twirling a sign and a bunch of kids swatted on my hand and beat the shit out of me. Yeah, when I was in a clown costume.
1: I remember that one. That was pretty big. And then,
0: not as important as my my knee, though. Obviously. No,
1: obviously. I was I had a similar situation like campus health. Where I got there and I was like in line. I walk up to a receptionist and she's like there. And he's like, okay, I check in. Hi, I'm here about. I had, like, a fucked-up toe. I've been running a lot, and, like, my toe... Like, my toenail fell off, turned black or something. It was kind of, kind of weird. <laughs> you didn't see that? Um, and, like, I was, like, I checked in, and, like, as soon as I was done, she was like, oh, and by the way, don't check in here. Go to, like, this computer in, like, the corner that I didn't even see and check in there, because I'm busy. And I was like, what... There's, like, a big sign. It's, like, line up here. Check in here. And I was, like, what? You didn't tell me that before.
0: Yeah, it's a little wacky. No? Like, normally I've had, like, pretty okay experiences with them, but this time I was, no, it's not you know, good. No,
1: sometimes you just catch people on a bad day. Like, my bus driver, the other day, he was, like.
0: He didn't stop. For some reason, he couldn't, like, go slower than 40 kilometers an hour. <laughs>
1: No, like what was happening? He's uh he would like yell at the bus, the people in the bus like about the crosswalk. And he's like, "Just so you people know, once the crosswalk starts flashing red, you're not supposed to enter the intersection." Like I don't know if he's mad at like maybe cuz like he like causes traffic and people can't get across, but it's like whatever, man. It's a campus full of people, like Put the cars first, people first, you know?
0: You're me to get some bitches.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about it.
0: Oh, so you're thinking to tell me to get some bitches. You really use the word get bitches? That's so disrespectful. It's, no. You're so disrespectful. Why s- would you say that? You said it. No, I didn't. Play back. Are you just trying to say that because I'm a POC?
1: Who's, like, the politician?
0: You. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, that's quite the Joker moment, I guess. For you, yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's been a week and a bit where I'm like, what the fuck is going? on? I don't remember anything anymore.
1: Yeah. Tired. The, the weirdest thing, you you have in person classes, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Most of my classes are super small seminars, so most of them are in know, person.
1: But like, it's my. It's so weird because like we have like all like full classes like eighty people, and like there's no restrictions in classrooms for like distancing. But mm-hmm. then as soon as you're out of the classroom, there's a restriction, mm-hmm. which makes, like, I don't know, like, it definitely makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you tell me I can sit next to, like, a foot away from eight people in a classroom, but I, as soon as I exit that threshold, like, I can no longer sit next to them. It's like, wow, well...
0: yeah. Oh, God, there's so many weird and, like, contradictory, like, messaging that's being sent by, like, USC here so for reference um the university in the opening week they've held multiple raves yeah
1: like Like,
0: full-on raves in the concerts yeah
1: well like the setup they had was like there were like two locations and like you're supposed to just kind of like sit down Mm. and watch but it's like you're gonna tell a bunch of 18 year olds who've like been virtual on high school for a year and a half to just sit down like a Concert is going on.
0: That's like besides the point, though, because like I've heard, like I was speaking to some of my soft friends, and they were saying that um, there's like one of them who's been softing for like the past four years. She's been at what, well, past three years because she's in her fourth year now. Some for every year she could. Um, she was saying that compared to all previous years, the frosh this year are feral. Her words. Because they're, they're just, like, they're just up. disrespectful and violent.
1: Oh no, that's awful.
0: Yeah, but um. The point I was saying was, like, so USC has, like, these mixed messages. We also apparently here at our university and quite a few others in, in like, uh, Ontario. There's been, like, big, like, thousand people, like, street parties, supposedly. Yeah. There's, like, one at a street near our university, and there's, like, some up in, like, uh, another university up north. Oh, the Brothdale stuff? Yeah, Brothdale, and there's, like, apparently oh. Aberdeen in Queens was yeah. covered. Yeah, I heard a story about... I was about trying to about... dox us there by saying Aberdeen, even though I already already... Or Brothdale, even I knew we already... doxed were at Western.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it's yeah. like... I mean, everyone who listens to this podcast knows where we, we go to school. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um.
1: No, so, the... the bro- I heard a story about this this girl, and she was, like, at a friend's house. And mm-hmm. it was, like, so busy that she couldn't even leave the house because mm-hmm. there's, like, the people were on the lawn and, like, on, like, on the porch and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, she has to wait, like, 2 in the morning to just get out of the house. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, huh? Hey?
0: Yeah. It's awful. But it's, like, yeah, like, you gotta, it's hard to, like, sit, like, obviously people shouldn't be having these big house parties right now or even, like, street parties, Right. But it's hard for them to like you to like morally justified if like the university yourself is holding raves. Apparently, like I was talking about like the softs themselves didn't want the raves to happen. Like they weren't told and then they're told, okay, we're holding a rave now. You have to go here and wash over it. Yeah.
1: Do you see the videos? Like So like it's an event for first year students <clears throat> mm-hmm. and like there's capacity restrictions, right? And then there's these videos of, like, people breaking down the fences mm-hmm. and, like, funneling through.
0: Yeah. Like, I know I've seen, like, quite a few people who I know aren't in first year going to these concerts.
1: Crazy.
0: But um, the thing I was going to is, like, we were recording a video for our club. And we obviously record socially distanced and everything. Uh, most, a lot of the scenes were just people alone. We are doing, like, an office-style intro. Right, for like the clubs week that's coming up mm-hmm. we're doing an office style intro and then we're recording but we have like one scene where everyone's still pretty social distance everyone wearing masks comes together to say oh yeah this is their team that sort of thing right We have that so we're we're told even if it's just two people in a video you can't have a video with multiple people period even if you're wearing masks
1: that's so weird
0: but then the USC themselves, has promotional material with more than one person
1: without masks
0: without masks not even with masks yeah and it's like okay that's a mixed message and like obviously we can't do anything because if we post this we could get fined
1: yeah like disbarred or what do they call it
0: yeah and it's like what the fuck man like ratified it was fine for me in general like i was fine with it because like I'm i'm gonna be honest i didn't want any multiple people videos just because there was a lot more work. Yeah. Like, edit, and I'm, like, pro. But in general, I was, it was still, like kind of bullshit. It's, like, what do you mean, man?
1: Yeah, it's all very confusing. Just, like, what they want from us. It's, like, and I get it. But at this point, it feels like we're, like, playing the game mm-hmm. of being safe and not really, like, being safe. Mm-hmm. But there comes a point where it's, like, you can't just, like, keep doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just, like, stay home forever, right?
0: Yeah. Getting cooped up.
1: That's why the first years are all feral.
0: But, yeah, um, speaking of feral and furries, this actually doesn't have to do with this. But Yeah. Um, I mean. uh, did we talk about the last Mimsy in the last podcast? I don't think we did. No,
1: we talked about it separately. Yeah, okay. Not...
0: i, I got to pull this up on my phone. So...
1: Did you ever see that movie? Right. Are you, pull it up. I'll, I'll yeah, it up. go. There's, like, this movie about this, like, bear that comes to life. Paddington? No, that's a different bear. Uh, it's, like, a Knight big Museum. bear. No, a bigger bear. Different bear. Big Panther. No, that's a that's not bear. What's Benji?
0: I, I just thought Benji would be a bear name. No, before. it's, like, a
1: bear, and he, like, comes to life, and it's, like... No, it's not... Who is it? It's... Fuck, who's the dude? And it's, like, a really bad... And there's, like... Creatures or some shit. It's like monster creatures. Mm-hmm. Here, let me, I'm. I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Here, movie where bear comes to life. Perfect. Here we go. Not Ted. Gooby. Yes, Gooby. Mm-hmm. That's the one. And it's like, who is it? It's like some dude from like a famous movie. Poppy Coltrane? Do I know him? Eugene Levy's in this? Oh, man.
0: Okay. I got this. So I'm going to first tell the plot. This movie, okay, I'm going to say this first though. It is 96 minutes and it feels so long. It feels like so much is happening and so much is not happening at the exact same time, okay? Right. Uh, I'll tell, like, the the weird development shit I found afterward, but here's the plot. A scientist in the distant future has set out to avert a catastrophic ecological disaster. Before I continue, they never actually expand on what this disaster is. It's yeah. also not even ecological disaster. From I thought it wasn't. It was just that people just wear suits all the time now. And, like, the suits look like alien suits. That's it. We don't know what the disaster is, but supposedly they wear suits. And so a small number of high-tech devices in the form of toys are sent back in time to modern-day Seattle. Okay? Okay. So they send toys back. Um, here they are found by two children, Noah Wilder and his younger sister, Emma. The toys are initially incomprehensible to them other than the one that appears to be a stuffed animal. The children keep their discovery secret from their parents. Emma becomes telepathically connected to the stuffed rabbit, Mimsy, which imparts knowledge to her. The children gain genius-level intellects and psionic powers. Thanks to her link, Emma develops the more advanced abilities. Only she can use the spinners, which can float and produce a force field noah can teleport objects emma describes herself as the chosen one but names noah as the engineer without which she cannot build the bridge to the future the children's parents and larry white noah's science school teacher have now discovered the devices and the children's powers by mistake noah causes a power flash uh, power blackout over half the state of washington alerting the fbi to their activities the family's health for questioning by secret agent Nathaniel Broadman. <laughs> Just such a fake name. The Mimsy is, re- is revealed to be artificial life utilizing nanotechnology created by Intel. For reference, at this point in time, this is like 75% of the movie. That's what that is. What? Nothing- yeah. Okay. So Emma relates the sorry relates the dire message. I think it's supposed to be relays. None of the other Mimsies had returned to their home time. Now now the Mimsy is beginning to disintegrate and needs to convey uncorrupted human DNA to the future in order to correct the damage done to NDA. Or to DNA, sorry. (laughs) DNA by ecological catastrophes. Wait, so... for reference, this part is not referred to in the entire movie. And the fact that Mimsy's dying. So what do they need... What is the future trying to get out
1: of sending toys back to the present?
0: I'll get to that. Like, has that has that been explained in the movie? or like? No. It just said that at this point, they like we only find out now that they need DNA. Why do they send it back as toys? Actually, no, they don't even know they need DNA at this point. They just know that they, all we know, sorry, is that the fucking rabbit, which... At this point, from what we gather, hasn't even fucking done anything. Just needs to go back into the future unless, if they don't, Mimsy dies. Who's Mimsy? The rabbit.
1: So the rabbit has to go back to the future or the rabbit dies. Yeah, it just Isn't the intergrace. rabbit like a robot?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So, the FBI do not believe them. So, Noah and well, Emma use their powers to escape. Mimsy absorbs a tear from Emma, which contains a girl's DNA. Via the time portal they have constructed, Mimsy returns to the future. Later, Noah's science teacher witnessed Mimsy leaving the present. D- says he drew, saw numbers—a reference to a previous dream in which he had he had which related to him the winning lottery numbers. Sorry, the Wikipedia page is grammatically incorrect.
1: Wait, so he sees he dreams that he won lottery numbers, and then as the Mimsy is traveling back to the future with the young girl's DNA in the form of her tears, he peers, gets more lottery numbers. He sees the numbers, and then does he win the lottery?
0: Yeah, he had missed out before by never buying a ticket.
1: That's not missing in, out. That's just
0: <laughs> like he he dreamed it in the past after he went on a trip. To, I'll, I'll 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 talk about the the side characters later, right? Okay. Uh, but uh, Mimsy had per, in the future Mimsy had provided the genetic information required to restore humanity both physically and mentally. And then at this point at the end of the movie, for some reason, two humans wearing alien suits take the suits off, and then go open like a blinding open a blinding bright door and then later it shows like this one chick like reading this story to a bunch of children about the mimsy and the kids fucking fly away they just float in the sky and float away Wait, i don't know what the fuck is going so on so the the alien was it they're humans.
1: future humans come at the end of the movie
0: yeah they're shown at the end of the movie why did they just some come reason, there in the first kids place. can fly now but why, why didn't the 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 Future people just come back themselves. Don't know. It doesn't explain anything. So for for the, the rest of the explanation, right? Most of this movie, nothing fucking happens. The kids aren't that interesting. But supposedly, from it doesn't say in the Wikipedia here, but they need the DNA. So what? apparently in lore, in Mimsy lore, okay. both Noah and his sister are the two last pure children on Earth. And that's why the rest of the Mimsy sent back in time didn't work, because the children weren't pure.
1: Like, they're not DNA pure, or, like...
0: I think it's supposed to be, like, mentally pure. Like they're but they pure want nets. DNA, though, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. They just need that. Fuck. So, also, fucking Noah gets the power to communicate with spiders, by the way. Yeah, and he creates a science fair project by contri- by writing code on a computer and then conveying that telepathically to spiders, and then the spiders build something for him. Oh, what the fuck is going man. on? Like, you don't know what the fuck is going on in this movie. I feel like I've seen this, but I don't. I don't think I have. The, the teacher, by the way, is the guy who plays Dwight. Yeah, Rain Wilson. Yeah, Rain Wilson. Oh, yeah. But like the part when they go to like the the FBI's that like, lasts like thirty minutes. Not even 30, like, the past, like, 20 minutes. They also steal a car and run it. Like, when they create the portal, they, like, steal the Mimsy, take a fucking truck, drive from, like, the secret compound held by the FBI all the way back to their cottage where they found the Mimsy, create a fucking portal, a psionic portal back, through, back into the future, and then send it back. That's what happens there, right? But here, here's the weird thing about it. The movie feels totally weird. Like, if you look at reviews, right, if you go to Letterboxd, for example, everyone, some people say, like, they were scared of this movie for some reason. It just has, like, a weird sort of vibe. Like, my, this is, I I originally watched this because Alex kept bugging us. I'm like, oh, do you want to watch a movie? You know, I say The Last Mimsy, which, fuck, uh, before I was like, what the fuck is The Last Mimsy? So we finally watched it to appease him. And it, it, like, feels atmospherically like it'd be a better horror movie. Oh, okay. And I was looking into it, right? And it's directed by Robert Shea. Do you know that name?
1: Robert Shea? Yeah. No. So. What has Robert Shea done?
0: Turns out, Robert Shea is a big shot because he's the co-founder of New Line Cinema. Oh, wow. The big-ass company, right?
1: What other movies has he directed?
0: So, he hasn't directed a ton of other movies, but it's about everything that he's produced mm-hmm. and played a role in creating. He is he helped he produced every single Nightmare on Elm Street movie okay. and it was like one of the main reasons that movie ever got made. He did Mutant Ninja Turtles and also the Lord of the Rings. he produced those and it appears I was like okay he probably just put a fucking put his name on it, right? But it appears that he put, like, a sizable amount of effort into it. He also did Alone in the Dark, the horror movie. Which is apparently a cult horror, like, film that's, like, very popular. But, um, he was, like, uh, he was also the executive producer for Hairspray. Which is popular, right? I know it's racist, but it's popular. But, like, all these, like, very, very popular movies, like... Freddy vs. Jason, the entire Nightmare on Elm Street video, Lord of the Rings, Hairspray, fucking Mortal Instruments. He's the producer for every single one of these movies. And it doesn't make sense that he'd fucking create The Last Mimsy. Hmm. He was also, by the way, given special thanks for in Magnolia. Oh.
1: I'm reading here a little New York Times about The Last Mimsy and it says... Um, oh, sorry, one last thing. Yeah.
0: Uh, sorry, I, I forgot about this one. He was the production manager in charge of SpongeBob SquarePants at one point.
1: Like the show? Yeah. Oh, shit.
0: Sorry, go ahead.
1: So the thing, the last Mimsy suffers from jarring product placement aimed at parents rather than children. Did you notice
0: that? No. I, I, I was, like, too busy. Like, what the fuck is going on? I didn't even notice it. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm not a parent, that's why. Hmm like nothing happens all that they don't actually even really tell you shit about the fucking alien like the future people you only find out that it's like a robot before like you just think it's like some weird fucking teddy bear right so like you only find out it's a robot when they go to the FBI facility and then the FBI guys put it under a microscope they zoom in really far and there's a, a tiny like nano machine microchip that says Intel Intel? yeah like the last Nimsy was made by Intel. So it's just like a robot. Yeah, and nano machines. So it's not what? a teddy bear. I'm like, what the fuck? And then at this point, like, there's like an Intel guy there that the fucking FBI call. Like, the like, Intel guy's like, yeah, this isn't anything we've ever made. This is decades, centuries ahead of our time. Like, <laughs> oh wow, that's great exposition. Up. What do they mean
1: decade? How could you look at a chip, though? No, that's decades ahead.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen this anywhere, man yeah yeah so they have that there and then they they just make it was at like this point that they make up that the Mimsy's fucking dying hasn't been mentioned any other point
1: and how is it dying it's made of robots don't know oh it was decomposing this movie sounds like it is a fucking fever
0: dream hard to watch but like here's the thing it's hard to watch but I've also been thinking about this almost nonstop for like four weeks now
1: it just sounds like it's not, it's like that trope of like movies where it's like, I, g- I know movies are made for kids a lot, mm-hmm. right? But it's like where the kids have to like save the world. It's like, there's no way a child could ever save the world.
0: Also, like, they, how are they the last two last pure children? These like, two kids, they're not even that interesting or cool. Wait, so they like have personalities? the only, the only, yeah, they quote unquote personalities. The only point that they show that the kid, like even one, of the kids is pure is when the the guy, Noah Wilder, like the, the, the boy, his friend offers him the opportunity to cheat on a test mm. during on a science test. He's like, "No, I won't." That was it. Or was they the know. girl. The girl, bro. They make her into like the child equivalent of like manic pixie dream girl because she all she does in every movie is like. Talk to the fucking Mimsy She doesn't do anything
1: She just talks to Mimsy?
0: Yeah that's it There's She a scares a Mimsy... Can the Mimsy sorry, talk? She scares the fucking Babysitter Who then believes in aliens That doesn't seem pure Yeah Cause she's like She's like talking to Mimsy And the babysitter's like What the fuck are you doing? He's like you want to see a magic tree and she takes like the fucking The clacker stones It's like the power that she has There's yeah. like a bunch of stones And she just spins them in place And they start floating Create an electromagnetic field Oh Sorry Fuck! I forgot about the the, the weirdest, the stupidest plot point. Sorry, I'm getting heated about this again. <laughs> um, so the the science teacher, right? The guy played by Rain Wilson. So canonically, also his um, so canonically in the movie they He went on a trip to Nepal. Yeah. And somehow got spiritually aligned because then in his dreams he dreamed winning lottery tickets. But apparently didn't buy him so the reason that they like he start he starts to realize there's like something off about like the the Noah right so he he gets him and his like girlfriend figure out that like there's some weird shit going on because Noah on a test draws a mandala what a mandala it's like it's like a symbol right he draws a mandala And it's supposedly some mandala from, like, an ancient text on spirituality. And he's like, holy shit, this kid's spiritual as fuck, man. So he basically, like, goes to the parents' house and says, your kid is a genius. He's spiritual, some shit like this, and tries to get the parents to, like, let him speak to his kids. And, like, him and his girlfriend, they're like, his girlfriend really wants him to win, like, lottery tickets again. While, like, the teacher's like, Spiritual shit, man. Somehow they connected to fucking Nepal.
1: So, Rain Wilson, the science teacher, thinks that because this 10 year old child drew a mandala on his test, he's he extremely can somehow aligned. get him lottery tickets?
0: Yeah, because he's spiritually aligned. Because he only got the lottery ticket after going to Nepal, and mandalas appear some places in Nepal. What? That is a whole plot point.
1: That and the, like. How long does that one go on for?
0: Pretty much the entire movie.
1: So does the Mimsy like?
0: Oh, sorry. Talk um, or? Like the, but move? the mandala thing. The reason why Rain Wilson also freaks out is when the portal. It's like some weird fucking portal tunnel through space through space and time, like goes like into the stratosphere. There's like a giant like vortex that's created when Mimsy's going back in time, back to the future. Right. Also, the little girl's arm gets stuck in the fucking thing and the boy has to go underneath the force field and pull her out. Don't worry about that. But when it goes away, there's, like, a glowing outline of a mandala. What? Yeah, and it's apparently, like, the natural order, bro. And then when he sees that mandala, he gets the lottery tickets in his head.
1: He gets the numbers.
0: Yeah, he gets the numbers. It's just...
1: This movie feels, like, so all over the place. Like, it's not, like... (laughs)
0: <laughs> it is tonally so off. It's is not... it funny? No.
1: Are there like jokes
0: in it? Or... Yeah, there's jokes. It's just really not funny. But it's just really funny because, like, it's like, if you look at the reviews on Letterboxd, people are like, this movie terrified the shit out of me when I was a kid. And this is my first concrete memory of fear, so thanks for that.
1: Chris O'Neill. How come kids and.
0: In... Yeah, sorry. Essentially, Donnie Darko meets E.T. the extraterrestrial. You ever notice how, like,
1: kids in, and, and, like, kids movies are always look
0: like dorks? Oh, yeah, they do.
1: Like, where... Is this guy, like, just falling off or something, or... The kid? I think so. Like, I can't find anything on Chris O'Neill. How old would he be now?
0: Oh, fuck. So this movie came
1: out in 2007. He's probably, like, 30 now, dude. He's 26.
0: Well, that's close enough.
1: What's he doing? Let's, let's check out his, his little IMDB, see what's up with Chris
0: O'Neill. But yeah, like, I was, like, thinking about this, and honestly, so, there's a joke on, like, my letterbox Nothing. page right now, because I've seen, I've rewatched Tenet, kind of a joke now, like, seven times, so my 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 review for the last Mimsy was, I'm going to tell my kids this was Tenet, because oh, yeah. this is the future, communicating the past to save the future. <laughs> I was like, this is Tenet this is just Tenet but for kids
1: a lot of movies like that
0: yeah I decided to think like all my reviews from now on are going to be like r- inferences or in some esoteric way brought back to Tenet that's the entire bit from now on I haven't on. seen Tenet you haven't? I'll tell you what <laughs> I have seen I've seen
1: Color Out of Space great movie you've seen Color Out of Space yeah a film it's your um, Cage starring Nicolas Cage inspired by H.P. Lovecraft's A Color of Space mm-hmm. and it's weird it opens with the, I don't know the only opening movie where it's like basically it's like a narration by this hydrologist whatever Like lots of like every H.P. Lovecraft is told from the perspective of some sane person
0: mm-hmm.
1: pretty much right presumably and, he, and sane. he's like the sane-ish character Mm-hmm. Who be who, who always becomes sort of like unhinged by the end, or like encounters something wrong by the end. Mm-hmm. And the way the movie opens, though, like the actual first real scene is like there's this girl on a beach doing a ritual, a Wiccan or something. ritual, a Wiccan ritual, right? And then there's a horse tied up, and just the way it's filmed makes it look like so low budget value. Did it? Because he... I don't know, like, that opening scene...
0: I thought it looked pretty good.
1: It just didn't feel cinematic. It just felt, like, very... I don't know. It
0: wasn't made with a lot of money, to be fair.
1: But just that the... the, It was was a very far away scene from the characters. So it didn't really feel like... Like, the camera was, like, 25 feet away from the actress. I don't know. But the rest of the movie is a lot better, like... It's just that one scene didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like it didn't even open. Like it didn't really set the movie up that well either. Like okay, mm-hmm. we know she's like. It sets up that we know Lavinia, this the daughter of this family.
0: She's she also I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be in high school, right? Is she? I don't know. I don't she think looks so. Young.
1: She's supposed to be studying apparently, but.
0: Oh, I just assumed she was like in high school or something. Well, like, how old's Benny? The the. PhD guy, yeah, because I was going to say... Oh, Benny, the son. Because I thought you were saying, like... So there's this PhD student or whatever who, like, looks in his, like, mid to late 20s. He's not a PhD student. I thought he was. He's, he's working. Oh, yeah, sorry, he he's like, working. He was like, a, a surveyor, sorry. Who's, like, very clear, like, in his, like, late 20s, like, mid to late like, yeah, 20s. Yeah, he's, like, 30. They do, like, some weird, like, relationships or, like, flirting stuff, I think, between him and Lavinia. But I was under the impression that Lavinia was, like, a teen. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs>
1: I thought Lavinia was like an adult.
0: Oh, I I don't know. I, I'm not sure though. They, they portrayed her as if she was like, oh yeah, just a teen who's into cult shit. Manic Pixie, Dream Girl.
1: Yeah, I haven't read the story so I don't even know what the inspiration are, but like, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I liked yeah. the plot.
0: So, for reference for the audience who's listening, Colorado Space, the original story by H.P. Lovecraft and this movie, it, it has to do with a meteorite that falls into like a farm into a farm and in the movie it's it's on this alpaca farm owned by this guy and it goes into their well and from the meteorite there's this color get a color out of space that is indescribable to mankind it is supposed to be so out of this world so otherworldly that you can't yeah. describe it. And it makes you go, go crazy, pretty much.
1: But in the movie, it's just like a red-pink.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like this bright pinkish thing. So it, it, for film, this is... Obviously, it's a Lovecraftian, but in general, this sort of film, the genre is the cosmic horror. Mm-hmm. In general, it's very hard to convey. Yeah, the, only, the, be, the way I'd say it's like the best cosmic horror film I've seen, Colorado Space is great, but the best one I've seen is Annihilation. That's the closest both thematically, visually, and in practice to Cosmic you know, Core.
1: I feel like a color out of space and annihilation are similar in the like the theme of like an entity from space yeah. causing genetic mutations.
0: Yeah. That that's really that a lot that's like that sort of theme is all, is shared a lot in a lot of cosmic Horror stuff because it's like something undescribable, some sort of elder rich Thing happens Yeah it's changing and,
1: what we think we know about nature
0: Yeah and it's supposed to be something that's like Foreign and unknown Like you can't quite describe it And I, I'd say like obviously Annihilation is a lot bigger budget For a movie that is made of a lower budget I honestly thought that Colorado Space did a great job Yeah I mean, It has had it's faults but it had great moments
1: Like the ca- all the characters seemed interesting
0: Mm-hmm. And you see him just, like, change and go kind of, like, weird. Because and Nick Cage does this really well, obviously. But, like, go weird over, the, like, the influence of this color. Yeah. Because, like, the day it comes in, like, everything goes fucking bright pink. And then for the rest of the movie, there's, like, this, like, pinkish glow. And it like, builds The, the bills normal, and like, bills, banal, yeah. like, dark colors of, like, this, this deep forest farm or whatever. Just so just like, glow pink. It turns, like, neon. It's, like, okay, this is yeah. weird. Yeah,
1: and, like, over time, you notice, like, these flowers, these, like, mm-hmm. red flowers just keep blooming and blooming. Mm-hmm. And, like, by the end of the movie, they've, like, overgrown everything, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool.
0: And, and then it really goes to, like, the people itself. There's this uh, great scene where um, the—this is be spoiler territory, obviously—but, like, the mother—the the scene where like the mother is cooking— she's like cut chopping oh that over. was great and she yeah. like cut, chops off her finger that was a great scene
1: Cause she, she didn't even notice yeah. yeah she didn't
0: even notice and like the, the reveal of that I was like holy shit man that's good mm-hmm. they have this scene where like she turns into like an eldritch monster
1: well yeah like because the way this like entity from space operates it like we, we learn what it's trying to do is basically like it's like from an alien world mm-hmm. and it's trying to mutate the life on in it in this forest and this farm mm-hmm. to be like its home world, mm-hmm. and, and obviously
0: a- in the original Lovecraftian, that's not really what it is. The Lovecraftian story I'll have to It's read like an it. adaptation of it. Okay. I, I, for most Lovecraftian stuff, there is no real explanation. Period. Obviously, they have to provide one here because this is a film.
1: Well, some are pretty thorough.
0: Yeah, but like, like more food-based stuff.
1: I've, I would love to see a like a whisper in dark, the whisper in the darkness, or a whisper in darkness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: made into a film because that one's actually really cool mm-hmm.
0: and I think like co- seeing Cosmic Horror like this like Color of Space do well because this originally seems a movie that can't be made do like a pretty good job makes me mm. feel more confident we will get mo- like those movies for those
1: yeah there was a, a show called Lovecraft County uh huh on HBO I think it did pretty well I'm not sure if it's like actually about Lovecraft but I feel like the name implies it is And I think there's some mm-hmm. sort of like, it
0: is from from what I've heard of it it is I think it didn't get renewed. Another, it didn't get renewed.
1: Mm, it sucks. I should watch it.
0: I heard like the CG was pretty good in it. It showed its fault at some points, but it was like passable. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's like a lot of the Lovecraftian stuff is like just so much more suited to print media because obviously, like it's
1: up to you, the reader's mind. Yeah, it's up to the yeah, reader's mind. Yeah, yeah.
0: If there's something that's indescribable, that's a lot more accessible if you're reading to like imagine than if you're being shown it because for color space like you can't really find a color that just looks weird which I think like they did the best they could if they like neonish like reddish pink yeah the, they having the glowing time did really well but that's when you when you think of like the shimmer in annihilation that was done just really really well because they weren't they had to show this like otherworldly like material everywhere right. Mm-hmm. But they weren't limited to one color, so they can have this shimmer visible everywhere.
1: Yeah, they kind of use that shimmer effect too for in a bit in a... Mm-hmm. I feel like Color Space must draw on Annihilation.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just search up when Color of Space came out.
1: Was it not recently?
0: Uh, I think it was like twenty eighteen or something. And sure that. Annihilation was like twenty
1: seventeen.
0: Sorry, Color of Space was twenty nineteen in on Netflix, and then Annihilation was I think of twenty eighteen. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Okay. So they maybe would have been in production around the same time. Hmm. One was, yeah, Annihilation was Alex Garland. Color of Space was a guy named Richard Stanley. Hmm. But, God, there's there, just like this weird movies. I, I've been really feeling like I want to watch more of them. And Color of Space specifically, and seeing Nick Cage in that, really makes me want to watch Mandy.
1: Right with the Nick Cage, he's. I mean, Have you seen it? Nick Cage is really it. good at playing crazy people,
0: and not just crazy. It's just very expressive characters, which I guess is shown a lot more and more hinge characters. Yeah, they're crazy. I, I, I do but... feel
1: like his character wasn't very consistent
0: in Kara Space.
1: Yeah, and maybe that's owing to like the fact he was going crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like at the end, like I think his performance at the end, where he was like. In the house, and he thought he was talking to his family.
0: Oh, that was good.
1: I thought he was doing a really good job there, but, like, the, the scenes where he just cha- sort of, actor like... for
0: Lavinia, as well, did a great job. The what? The actress for Lavinia.
1: Oh, yeah. But the scenes where he was just, like, trying to be super expressive and just, like, yelling... hmm it, it felt like it came out of nowhere. hmm You know, he, like, he, he kind of sets... He's kind of set up as, like, a very...
0: Down-to-earth sort of guy.
1: Calm, you know, funny, almost, person. Mm-hmm. So when he's angry, it's like you're kind of like, what? What are you doing? You know.
0: I feel like that's a sort of pitfall that like Nick Cage has sort of fallen into, where people assume they're going to get weird, wacky performances. So he has to like play into that really, really, like a lot, which yeah. I feel like it doesn't it doesn't like, really do him justice. There was this line he's being shoehorned, right?
1: Where he was talking to Lavinia and Benny, so his two kids, his two oldest kids, and he was upset about something, and he was like you know what, get the fuck out of my face. And he's like, and then he says, oh, I'll do you a favor. I'll get the fuck out of yours. And he says, like, like, yours. It was just like, it felt so weird. And then the Uh next scene he goes to, he's like, oh, I just blew up on Lavinia to his wife. And he's like, what? I
0: I think it's like, the reason I was saying the shoehorn, because I feel like most, like, probably more organic, like, good weird Nicolas Cage moments or stuff where he's able to like sort of ad lib and like do it himself but I feel like in that case that was something that was like very deliberately written in for him to say
1: do you think they knew they're gonna get, I feel like oh. they,
0: they, they, I don't it's like okay it's cosmic horror it's gonna be weird especially towards the end they want to have him do his weird Nick Cage so you write that in they're I like, did oh, enjoy get out of
1: yours I did enjoy Nick Cage in that mm-hmm. for sure I, the yeah, mom's I think was performance like very, was kind of like it was flat. wasn't really there.
0: I mean, she wasn't really there in like the story either.
1: The kid did a
0: good job being oh, both creepy, of
1: them. like Jack mm-hmm. being like you know the role where it's like the kid who can't really communicate that well. Mm-hmm. Did a good job of like um, you know, being creepy and mm-hmm. helping set up with the creepiness. Lavinia was good. Yeah, she was. She kind of like in
0: a cage obviously. I think she was like the stand up for me.
1: Yeah, and then the Benny he he was in a uh, the uh, the OA actually on Netflix. The OA it's a pretty good series. That's two, two seasons. Name. Uh, it stands for original original angel, but oh. it, like, the show's called the OA. Is
0: it okay? Yeah, sure. It's
1: a bit it's a bit weird, um, but it's a really good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I don't know, like overall, like there's like the hi- the hydrologist, you know, grounded, you know. Yes. I like the the mayor was kind of funny as a character.
0: Yeah, we're like we're trying to do like the.
1: Well, like they're building a reservoir and like.
0: They want to bury it. They don't want this like bad publicity.
1: Yeah, because like the groundwater is contaminated. They don't want the what?
0: The effects were really good in the movie, I'd say. Yeah. Like for the weird like tree monsters.
1: Yeah, they definitely had a good budget there. Like they used it sparingly enough. Mm-hmm. Like they never really show like what the the body horror is Mm -hmm. until like near the end end. like they keep it very hush-hush like any scene you see of like a dog or a cat that's been Mm -hmm. like mutated by this force is like very quick
0: they don't ever show you the alpacas i don't think what do you mean the alpacas in the barn no they do they did show what they'd become they
1: show what they become oh yeah they did fuck but that's like that's that's the big reveal mm-hmm. and it's like they're all melded together and like you can see their heads like flailing back and forth
0: mm-hmm. yeah like maybe here's the thing like they maybe could have made it more horrific or like more akin to love actual Lovecraftian it's Lovecraftian roots if they showed it less but it's so much harder to like describe and like describe it when they can't like tell you directly what it what's happening Because then they'd have to show, like, you not seeing it. Like, the character, the reaction to the characters. Which is where, like, I guess, like, towards the end of the movie, when you get to see the characters, like, reactions to things, it's better than if you just see it just straight up, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I think they they did a good job. Yeah,
0: I I really enjoyed it. Like, like, four stars, I'd say, out of five. It's a solid movie. I enjoyed it.
1: Oh, it was kind of long, eh?
0: Yeah, it was like two hours.
1: Yeah. It was paced pretty good, though. Like,
0: hmm it, it felt, like, slow, but, like, in a deliberate way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was quite a thing. Quite the movie. I was gonna say, we should, um, watch Mandy.
1: That's the which one?
0: No, that's, uh, the Southern Nick Cage one. It's apparently very... His, like, wife gets, like, killed, and he wants revenge.
1: Okay. Is that the one where that's all orange?
0: It's all, like, pinkish red. Pinkish
1: red? Yeah.
0: Is it orange? Yeah, it's, like, pinkish. Okay. Very angry and weird, supposedly, I've heard. This one.
1: That's the one, yeah.
0: Yeah. I've, I've heard, like, some weird... I've, like, seen a few scenes from him. Like, yeah, this looks good, dude. God. At this point it's like there's so many movies for me to watch and so little time, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, cuz like they're long, you know.
0: Mhm. It's like if I get sleepy so early now. So like, I sleep around like 12, 11:30, 12
1: now. <laughs> so talking more. Hmm? We're like
0: 11. Ooh. Me? Me. Oh, yeah, fuck you, bitch. What are you going to do, step later? Yeah, and it's like, I don't want to, so I'm like, no. You
1: gotta go to bed, and then go to sleep, and then get up early, and do the, uh, drink the coffee, and, uh, you
0: eat, the see, I, drink the coffee, eat the yogurt, I feel like I've just made my body hopelessly used to low sleep, right, like, even, like, when I was most productive, like, a couple years back, it's the time when I was most productive, I'd, like, sleep around, like, 12.30 to 1, some point between there, like, 12, between 12 and 1, Wake up at 7, get all my work done. Right now, I'm trying to get back to that again, but obviously, I'm sleeping earlier, like 11 30, somewhere around that ballpark between 11.30 and 12. But seven hours, it's solid for me. I'm used to like functioning around like five, five and a half. That's crazy. It's weird. I sleep more now than back at school than when I was working in the summer.
1: Oh, uh, no, I get anxious when I don't get like good sleep.
0: See, I get anxious where I'm like, I feel like I'm wasting time that could be spent doing something else. But like, what do you
1: do though? Like, what do you do at night? Let's like, not
0: sleep. I spend so much time like thinking like, oh, whether I'm like deliberating and then not doing something while I'm prepping to do something else. So I don't actually end up doing anything with that extra time anyway.
1: Yeah. There's like the thing where it's like, you don't like to, like I felt where it's, you'll work in the day or have school. And so you don't, you don't really have a morning to do mm-hmm. stuff. So you start like, like early in the morning, you get up, have breakfast read the news for a bit right you don't have a lot of time to like do things and then you go to school and then you're working and it's like eight o'clock or ten mm-hmm. o'clock and you're, like i've done all my work and it's like i have like you know i don't, not no leisure time left right and like mm-hmm. i don't know it's nice to have leisure time and so it's like oh i'll just stay up and like
0: but then at some point the phones of travelers i did where it's like oh yeah i'll stay up later so i got leisure time but then all you like people naturally. It's like same thing procrastination, where like you adapt for the amount of time you have. Mm-hmm. So I just be spreading out my time. One thing for me is like workouts I shouldn't take more longer than like an hour, hour and a half, to start taking like two hours. Because it's just spreading that time out instead. Yeah. So it's like I trying to get. I'm trying to get back to like that strict regimen, where I I plan everything out. I finish it within the time I've allotted. And then, since I've, I'm managing my time so well, I have time to do things leisurely. That that's good,
1: yeah. yeah. Time management's always a, a difficult thing to do. It's just like, it's like when you fail at a structure you've made, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough to bounce back, because you want to be on on it, you know? You yeah, don't, yeah. don't want to fail your schedule.
0: Yeah, that's always the fear. And it's like, once you fail it once, you you think you're going to fall into the trap, of continually failing it.
1: Yeah, you can't like let go of of trying to keep up with it
0: yeah it's like god i haven't i hadn't quite figured out like the timings of like how long it took me to do stuff so i'm already a little bit behind yeah. just like I, I thought i'd be back to like how productive i used to be so i had a yeah. lot of time accounting for that
1: like you'll realize like an hour of work isn't that much time really
0: yeah it's not that much time anymore so like to do like for example like 25 percent of my reading it take it'll take like an oh, hour yeah.
1: reading especially is like takes so long
0: because mm-hmm. like obviously I could just skim through it but then what I like to do is like the first time I read through it I like to when I read through I like going one time where I like I like skim through it and like highlight at the same time but then I'll read over the same thing again almost immediately yeah and then make my notes mm. like I'll go through a section and then highlighting and reading through like trying to comprehend and understand it Then after that section I like to go back and make my notes so I do all that work it's in like, like once. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh god. And yeah. I'm not that efficient at doing it anymore. So I'm like, ugh. Oh, got to get no, back to it. yeah. Yeah, we're uh, over an hour now. We're over. Yeah, we've gotten the time management. Fuck. Ironically, we are talking about time management we're going <laughs> over time. You want to wrap? Yeah, I'd well, be good to wrap.
1: All right. Well, thank you for joining us everybody on episode 19 of Mostly Me Mostly Me Mostly Podcast. Mostly
0: Hopefully, um, you'll be seeing more consistent podcasts with us. We yeah, can just go into the in person thing. You know, next next week, but hopefully, yeah, episode twenty, big two o, big two o. That's exciting. And XX, it's on me because Henry's the respectful one. If I got, I gotta get my shit together so we can record the pod mm-hmm. for our loving fans, our adoring fans. Maybe one day we'll do a live show. Of Yuck! Yucks. Yeah, we'll have to write we, some jokes. Write some jokes. Okay, what do you cross? What do you get when you cross a man with a stick?
1: Blind man.
0: I was gonna say stick man, but a blind man is probably better. I didn't think I'm not good on on spot. You put me up to this. But yeah.
1: Alright, Peace out, everybody. Take care. Peace
0: out. Bye. Bye.